0: Welcome to Cannons on the Run, episode 19. A podcast centered out of St. Norbert Abbey in De Pere, Wisconsin. I'm Frater Jonathan. And I'm Frater Jordan. And we're here to talk to you about our lives in formation as Norbertines, Our continuing adventure. Yeah,
1: some pretty exciting stuff happening for both of us this past week.
0: Yeah so classes have ended for us for the most part but other things then move into that time. I most recently got to attend a few days at the Catholic Media Conference which was all run by the Catholic Press Association. They have this meeting this Catholic Media Conference in different big cities around the U.S. and this year of all places it was in Green Bay Wisconsin which was awesome. So I got to attend a few different sessions with people talking about media of all kinds. So there were journalists there, people who were doing print newspaper, people who were largely just tech doing video, or a few podcasters, some blogging, um, radio, I mean, just about anything. And just talking about how we as Catholics can use that media in a way that glorifies God, that is edifying to who God made us to be.
1: To me, what you're saying, it's a way to encounter People. It's about engaging and encountering and bringing truth and beauty in God through social media rather than focusing on how do we get results. You know, we use media to bring people back to the church. And how can we measure, you know, how effective our mission has been uh, by seeing these statistics, right? Mm -hmm. But rather it's like, no, we're just encountering and meeting people where they're at and engaging their minds and hearts to hopefully lead them to God. Yeah,
0: I think that's a great way of saying it, because those statistics can become the primary driving force of why we do things, instead of really being a secondary thing. You know, you eventually do want to reach more people. You want to have people interacting, that kind of thing. But what's the why? What's the primary reason we're doing it? That's what drives everything of why we're doing it. Mm -hmm. And then once that's firmly established, you know, that using media guided by the Holy Spirit, you know, to deliver God's kingdom or to help spread the good news of God's kingdom here on earth... Then we start saying things like, okay, where can we better reach people through these things? Because we want to take this message we know and spread it further.
1: Yeah. Well, looking at kind of our topic and what's been going on in my life, focusing on this last week, I had a a unique opportunity. Father Mike Brennan invited me to work with him and uh, Tom Wall, who was influential in organizing this camp, along with Father Jim Braniak. Of Our Lady of Victory football camp here in Green Bay at St. Norbert College. And I was able to be involved in this. And on the one hand, I was like, huh, why am I here? In that I never played football in, uh, <laughs> in my life, uh, flag football in my fifth grade. Nice. I, I do enjoy watching American football, watching the Packers but it became very evident when I was on the field that I do not have a clue what I'm talking about in this sport. (laughs) Um, So it was very fascinating to watch the drills and skills and techniques. Um, Former Packer player Jacob Flores was there, who's big, big Catholic. Mm -hmm. And uh, watching him and some other coaches work with high school boys at this camp, it was really incredible. But what inspired me was what this camp was organized around. Our Lady of Victory was how do we encounter our faith through sports? Mm-hmm. How can we change boys to grow into good, faithful, holy men? Mm-hmm. And, you know, we can extend this analogy to sports of, you know, boys and girls, men and women. How can sports allow people to encounter God? Mm-hmm. Like, not just as you mentioned, media, going to a media conference, encountering God through media, but uh, encountering God through physical activity.
0: Mm -hmm. In things like Our Lady of Victory Camp, when I first learned of this last year, was the first year they did it, right? And I think this is the second year. Yeah.
1: Um,
0: I remember when I first heard about it, I thought, that is really incredible. Why not have a football camp? You know there's going to be a lot of interest in that. But then why not have a football camp that's specifically geared towards saying, Faith is going to be an integral part of this camp. We're not just coming to do football and that's it. We can do football and grow in our faith. And so this combination of talking about faith and sport and that those two things really can work wonderfully together, especially to meet young people in their lives, people of any age in sports, meet them where they're at, that they can grow in their faith that way. Mm -hmm. So you talked about this focus of developing the whole person, developing these young men, and who they are as people and looking at it through their faith. They have a theme at the camp to help guide this, right? What was this year's theme?
1: Yeah, uh, the theme, it's just one word, uncommon. And so they gave me me a t-shirt, uncommon, Our Lady of Victory. And I'm like, oh, nice, Mm -hmm. nice. But of course, participating in the camp and hearing more things, I was like, oh, that's what they're pointing to, the coaches and the talks and everything that they gave. Which ties in well with like a previous experience I had at school, theology studies. I was taking a class preaching too. So it was learning to preach mission preaching or retreat preaching, different forms of preaching outside of a liturgical context. So I was looking at retreat preaching for athletes. Mm. And my professor, like, He went off on me on how that was such a bad idea because sports, he was saying, it becomes an us versus them. He was pointing out the negative aspects of sports. Mm -hmm. An us versus them, it's all about winning and forget the other person, their dirt, you know, punish them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, how appropriate that now the Vatican comes up with a document, right, saying giving of yourself. So looking at sports Mm -hmm. from, from the...
0: From the dicastery for laity, family, and life.
1: At. And I'm like, boom. You know, one year later, I'm like, there you go. There you go, professor. <laughs> now, obviously, there's some pitfalls to sports. And it even extends through high school and middle school, like elementary school sports, yeah. that sometimes uh, parents and student athletes can fall into traps that they're not always at their best self. So this is a very long way of answering your question about uncommon but uncommon in that we're countercultural. So kind of like our faith, we're immersed in the culture or we're, as an athlete, immersed in the sport. But how am I uncommon? How do I become a leader that shows self-sacrifice, like our faith teaches, that shows a dignity of another person, that shows how to lose with grace and how to win with grace, like how to be gracious in those moments of defeat and in uh, jubilation. So that was kind of the theme of uncommon men. And, you know, in one talk that one of the coaches gave, he, he used a continuum of, there's a few people who strive for excellence. So obviously this camp is about achieving excellence, or I would say holiness. So there's excellence that very few people are a part of, and this is what this camp strives to achieve, is excellence in these young men. Then there's competency on the continuum where a majority of people fall in the middle that they're comfortable, right? And then on the bottom, there's complacency that don't really strive for excellence or mm-hmm. uh, I would argue for holiness. And so as as Christians, we're all striving towards sainthood. We're striving towards that excellence. And this is what this camp being uncommon is trying to bring out in these young men to go back to their schools and their families to be excellent, to be holy To be leaders.
0: Mm -hmm. Looking at that conversation you had with your professor, I think... You are going to have these instincts of people just getting naturally competitive in our human nature that we just lose sight of some of these more ideal ways of team building. And uh, I always struggle with that in any kind of sporting event when people are using negative language against the other team. What if instead we just use positive language to build up the team we're cheering for, you know, seeing these good things going on. So yeah, there's something to be said in a friendly, competitive nature, I think. But let's focus on what are the positive things that we can build on. I think and there's a real a real foundation from which to build, Pope Pius XII spoke about faith in sport in a document that's called Sport at the Service of the Spirit, at least translated to English, from 1945. And he wrote, sport, properly directed, develops character, makes a man courageous, a generous loser, and a gracious victor. It refines the senses, gives intellectual penetration, and steals the will to endurance. It is not merely a physical development then, Sport, rightly understood, is an occupation of the whole man, and while perfecting the body as an instrument of the mind, it also makes the mind itself a more refined instrument for the search and communication of truth, and helps man to achieve that end to which all others must be subservient the service and praise of his Creator. You could even update that language, obviously, to say, men and women, all people, you know, that this all applies to people of using sport as a way of of sharpening, refining the instrument, the thing that we've been given, our mind, our body, you know, I think, at least in the Catholic faith, I experience and, and appreciate so much that we talk about your body is not your own and to think of what we've been given as a gift in itself. So to be able to participate in sports at whatever ability you're able to, to be challenged, to grow, and that's another redeeming part of sports that I love, is that it's all about growing from where you're currently at. You know, we get wrapped up in thinking I have to be the next professional whatever or some of what we're talking about with, um, you know, the busyness of summer. I think that's part of the pitfall of sports in the summertime is that it's like, okay, I have to, you know, keep working super hard to become the best person in this sport. There is something to be said about continuing that sport and continuing that training, that skill, but why are you ultimately doing it? Just to be the best person and it's a competitive way of understanding your own worth and goodness? Or is it looking at the last line of what Pope Pius Twelfth wrote, the service and praise of, of our creator to work and sharpen what I've been given into reasons of growing in, in challenging ourselves?
1: Yeah. So kind of building off like the, the sport helps to develop the person and ultimately give praise to God. Like it is giving gifts. And so I know for me, even running, Mm -hmm. like I know there's an apparent change in me if I miss an extended period of running. Like I don't sleep as well at night. My mind isn't as clear. I get more irritable. Mm. And so there's something about a physicality of of sport that also changes our whole being, changes who we are.
0: Yeah, I think absolutely. Absolutely.
1: But I I should also be thankful, though, that I am able to run or that I got involved in in the sport and kind of pointing back to this whole notion of uncommon, like reflecting upon my own high school. And so being uncommon, creating uncommon athletes, uncommon men for the sport to be good leaders and to help others engage their gifts. Like sometimes God's greatest gifts are like some of our worst experiences. And I know... Mm. You played soccer in high school, and for me, entering my freshman year, like it was between two sports, and it was soccer and cross country. And some of the upperclassmen um, during the summer, since WIAA does not allow to meet with coaches during the offseason, it was team-run, you know, soccer practices. And me entering freshman year of high school, I don't know if I've shared this story, at all on a podcast but i was husky so (laughs) i was not fast or anything like that and so i got picked on by some of the upperclassmen and i was like well i don't need this so i went to cross country and everybody was great at taking me where i was at in the sport recognizing that i was not fast pretty much the last of every race but because there was this nurturing community of people, of uncommon individuals in the cross-country team who you know, didn't point out all my weaknesses, even though clearly they were laid out, but would rather help me to build a foundation upon the skill of running, mm-hmm. that I ended up making varsity junior and senior year because people didn't give up on me. And it was because of these uncommon people who were striving, who had a common vision in the sport. As Pope Francis says, sport gives us an aim and a commitment, but I think also it draws us to God. And so recognizing that in the uncommon individuals, that mm-hmm. even though I wasn't excellent, we can strive for excellence. Mm-hmm. We can strive for holiness, even though you're a sinner.
0: Yeah. What a cool story. I think many people who know you wouldn't expect that that was part of your running story. Because yeah, you're an intense, I, hardcore runner.
1: Yeah. Uh, I am I am not Husky anymore. Uh-uh. <laughs> and you are working hard oh, when
0: you run. It is awesome. So you brought up Pope Francis saying some things about sport and faith. And I did a little digging online, and I completely missed that. In 2016, he held a conference, and they called it Sport at the Service of Humanity. And there's a whole website dedicated to this conference now. And they have some highlights of video highlighting what was going on. And they have other things, you know, from what people said and what was discussed, that kind of a thing. But there's just some beautiful language of looking at why we do sports. And I just think, of course, there's an ideal. And, of course, people can always point to, you know, well, that's not really what's happening in sports when you do them. But I just think what grace that is to have in our faith – These documents coming out, this language, these conferences saying, and here's the ideal that we're going to keep striving for, you know, that in sports, we're helping anyone of any age grow in things like compassion, to know how to encourage one another, to find joy in what we do together, you know, all these things to get a sense of fraternity between people, building community, going out and doing service, so giving outside of just what your team does, but just so much to help us grow in holiness through sports, there really is, when it's rightly ordered, it's a wonderful way that it can work for us.
1: Well, and it's so much a part of our culture. And it can either lead to negative aspects of the culture or it can point to good things. Mm -hmm. And this is nothing new. I mean, I remember in reading Augustine with Father Cortez out in Dale'sford, like Augustine had critiques of sports Mm -hmm. of the people Mm -hmm. at the time, Mm -hmm. where Augustine would be like, how come all of you aren't here? He would point at the stadium, mm-hmm. that people would not be at mass on Sundays in fourth century Christianity, but would, would be at the games because, I mean, that's a temptation even today, especially with the NFL plays on Sundays. But even St. Paul, being a man of his culture in Greek culture, combining the Isthmian games, mm-hmm. so they were kind of like second to the Olympics in Corinth, and taking what the people were familiar with, and baptizing it into Christianity. So uh, as you pointed to, Jonathan, like sports is a great encounter when properly ordered towards God. And so St. Paul, I really love here using the sports metaphors from 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 9. He says, Don't you realize that the runners in the stadium, all of them run, but only one gets the medal? You are to run in such a way as to win. Everyone who is in athletic training exercises self-control, but they do it to win a medal that will fade away. So I am running in such a way as to not be without purpose. And it goes Mm -hmm. on. But I think what even in this camp coaches were trying to point to, yeah, you are a football player, but you are so much more. Like football or a sport, especially if you get injured, can all pass away it can be a part of your identity, but it isn't the ultimate identity. Like you train to run for this medal, but it all fades away. So what does sport do? What should it do, but lead you to God, Mm -hmm. right? It's the sport is more about the sport itself. It's Mm -hmm. about, I think, structure and beauty and pointing, leading, guiding Mm -hmm. individuals to God.
0: And then like that document is titled, it's a way that we can then give the best of ourselves. I mean, what an amazing metaphor to look at how hard people are willing to train for sports and to think, are we willing to do that kind of training in our spiritual life, in our prayer life, in growing in that patient, you know, step-by-step way of trying to get towards some kind of a goal, and then to keep finding how does that change and affect my life. Yeah. What I like most about the verse that you pulled where St. Paul is writing to the Corinthians is that he, as you said, he's meeting that society where they are at. And that's what Pope Francis is always reminding us to do. That's what we're called to do in our Catholic faith, meet people where they're at, you know? And so sometimes we say meet people in the margins. That's one thing that Pope Francis said. The internet is a place where a lot of people are. So meet them there, you know? So to not just say that this is the thing and this is how we... We have to use the Internet. We have to use Facebook the way that everyone else uses it. No, but it is a vehicle to find where people are at and to bring faith, to bring the joy of the gospel to people, you know, instead of like, well, I don't believe in the Internet, so I'm not going to use Internet. Uh You know, people use sports to fight with each other, so I'm not going to do any kind of sports. You know what I mean? That the way that St. Paul did this is the example that we're called to time and time again, meet people where they are at. And bring God into that because God is everywhere. And so it's a wonderful reminder that we don't just need to go about these things and get lost in them. Bring God into that. And it really transforms how we're able to use things like sport in our lives.
1: Beautiful. Thanks. That's beautiful. <laughs> nicely done. See, can, you can yes. wrap it up quite nicely. Thank you. Thank Cherry you. on top. Yes. Well, if you like what you heard, you would have found us at www.norbertines.org. Click the podcast tab on the top. You can pull that down to find more podcast episodes or to contact the podcast
0: team you can also find us on iTunes look up Canons on the Run you can subscribe leave us a rating or a comment we love to hear from you in whatever way you can give us some feedback I feel like before we sign off on this one we should let everyone know um, I will be going to my studies in Mexico soon and so when I leave for that we have a couple of special episodes that we recorded ahead of time interviewing a few of our confreres just to give you all some new perspective of other Norbertines here with us at St. Norbert Abbey. kind of like how we had Father Mike Brennan on a previous episode. So you can look forward to those, um, but we want to prepare those a little bit so they don't just come out of the blue. That when we tell you, hey, it's a special episode, um, we have those coming up when I'm heading into Mexico. They were fun. They were. Those are fun to record. So more excitement to look forward to.
1: Yeah. So as we continue to journey, whether it's sport, faith, hope, or love, we continue together along the path, journeying in one mind and one heart on our way to God.
0: St. Norbert. Pray for us.